The Abduction of Young Pat by Creepy Columbian. A little backstory from myself. I am a 29-year-old Colombian female. Being born and raised in Colombia, I had my share of paranormal, dangerous, and scary experiences. The first one I can think of was this one. The story that my mom told me once I was old enough to cope with it. She is a fairly religious woman. We all are, after all, Catholic to the core. She was born in this tiny, rural town, very deep in the Colombian plains. This deserted part of the country is famous for cattle raising, coke plant harvesting, and guerrilla encounters with the military and paramilitary troops. Needless to say, it is a rough place to grow up, especially for a small female like my mom was. They were a rather poor family. My grandfather worked as a jeep driver, instead of cabs since there are no concrete roads, and from dawn till dusk, but not nearly making as much as he needed to support his rather large family. My grandmother took care of the kids, five in total, two girls and three boys, and made ice cream and other stuff to sell around the town. My mom grew up pretty much on her own. My grandmother was a very moody woman and did not show emotions or love towards anyone, ever. They used to go to church every Sunday, for this is pretty much the only thing you do around these places. And the rumors of witches, pedophiles, and rapists were an everyday thing, but it somehow never seemed to touch my family or the ones they knew. One day, my mom was being a little difficult. She was only six, but she remembers going to church and then making a scene at the end because she did not get a treat on the town plaza. My grandmother, being the short-fused woman that she was, told her to stop it or else she would be taken by the devil for being a bad girl. This was a very common threat back in the day in such a religious society, so she neither stopped nor gave any mind to what her mother was saying. She then saw him. He was a rather tall man, dressed really well. He was staring at them from the other side of the plaza, people walking in front of him hastily as well as others around. But no one seemed to notice him. My mom stopped crying, and the man just smiled and waved, slowly and very candidly. My mom just stared and waved back. She was a six-year-old after all. She did not know what else to do. My grandmother was just glad she had finally shut up. So she took her home by the hand, almost dragging her down the road. Once there, she gave my mom a rather rough spanking that left her resenting her mother and everything else. That night, when they had all gone to bed, my mom woke up to the sound of a tiny little chick. She loved animals and she was very used to them living in such a rural town. So she thought maybe she could catch it and keep it. She woke up, put on her flip-flops and slowly started giving chase to the sound of the tiny chick, not seeing it, but hearing it all the time. She slowly started walking towards the back of the house. These country houses are very poor and usually do not have walls in the back, so you can literally walk out. 
So that's what she did. It was pitch black, but she knew how to handle herself in the dark, and also, she was a pretty fierce little girl, always playing rough with the boys and scratching her knees. So she walked out of the backyard. She passed by the giant mango tree that was the limit of her house, and the chick sounded so near she just had to catch it. She did not see the chick, though, but kept walking in the dark trying to reach it. Sometimes it sounded really close, like right next to her. But sometimes it kind of faded out, as if the chick were now a mile away from her. This kept on for a while, until she found herself in a place she hadn't seen before. She knew her town. She knew then that she was lost. She stood in the middle of a tiny hill, glancing around. Maybe she could see her house from there, but she didn't. Then she heard it. The chick was so far away again. The sound almost unintelligible now. And then a voice. Glad to see you again, little Pat. We have been waiting for you. She turned around to see that same man from the plaza. His eyes glaring in the moonlight. The same warm smile and the black hat, black coat, black vest, black pants. Next to him, there was a lady she knew well, Mrs. Lopez from the Crooked Street right next to the military base. She looked pretty much as always, just sitting there with her Sunday dress, black as the night itself, a black lace veil on the back of her hair, hands crossed on her lap. They were both sitting on a fallen log, huge and also kind of decomposing. My mom saw worms crawling and insects moving around it. She realized then of the smell. It stunk of rotten meat, rotten eggs, bad breath, all at the same time. She felt like throwing up. She grasped and covered her mouth with her hands. Then a couple of shadows moved in the back. There were more kids there, but she did not know them. This struck her as odd, since in her town, everyone knew each other, and they have known each other for years. People just didn't move in out of the blue. But then she noticed something odd. The kids didn't look like kids. The faint moonlight let her see their faces, and they were old, wrinkly, almost like a grown-up face, and also their clothes were strange. Black rags just kind of hanging from their bony bodies. It is then when she tried to scream. The scream did not come out, but the man started laughing. It was a surprisingly warm laugh, kind of like leaves crunching under your feet. It wasn't menacing, so she took her hand off her mouth. He then looked at her candidly and said, Your mom told me to come for you. Don't be afraid. We are going to have a great time. He then stood up, and that's when horror hit her. His legs until now looked like regular pants, but they weren't. He was standing on two hooves, like a goat, and his hooves were huge, stomping the ground as he started moving towards her. Then Mrs. Lopez stood up and opened her mouth, 
She heard the chick again, this time so far, but coming out of her mouth for sure. She took off running the way she thought she had come in, screaming bloody murder and crying. She never looked back, but she kept hearing the chick, sometimes far, sometimes close, sometimes so close to her and made her run even faster. She then saw a light flickering through the field. The scarce trees let her see through, and she recognized the shape of my grandfather's broad shoulders and his flashlight circle moving around. She screamed at him, and he stood up, looking around until she finally reached him and hugged him. My grandfather just stood there, holding his little girl, until she stopped crying, and told him about the man, about Mrs. Lopez, and the weird kids. He brushed it off, saying she had had a nightmare and not to worry. But she insisted and was instead harshly disciplined for sneaking out in the middle of the night. Dawn came, and my grandmother sat on the kitchen table and called her up. She knew she was in for it, so she was preparing for the worst beating of her life. But surprisingly, her mother did not have a belt or anything on her hands. She was just sitting there, looking concerned, and asked her to sit. My mom complied, and she then asked what had happened last night. My mom told her everything, from the moment she heard the chick until she saw my grandfather. My grandmother just listened, wide-eyed, twisting her fingers and cracking her knuckles. When my mom stopped, she told her what had happened. She apologized for calling her a bad girl and threatening to give her away to the devil and then started crying and saying that she didn't know better. She had been raised this way as well, and that's the only way she knew how to deal with children. My mom was confused. Why was she apologizing? She then proceeded to tell her that the man in the plaza in the field was the same man, the devil. That is why she didn't notice his legs up until the very last minute he doesn't show his true nature until it is too late. Fortunately for her, my mom was quick and tough and a little rascal, so he couldn't reach her fast enough. Also, the lady next to him, she called her the Pio Pio Witch. Pio Pio being the sound that a little chick makes in Spanish, and that she knew her well, for she had cursed a friend of hers a few years back. It is known that the witch uses the sound of a small chick to attract kids to her, and when you hear her far, she is actually right next to you, and when you hear her close, she is probably very far away. She promised her nothing will ever happen to her again, but she needed to behave better and also never, ever leave the house without her knowing again.